following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. about halfway through the 2022 IndyCar season. We come to the bye week, if you will, summer break after six or seven weeks straight with the month of May, with Detroit, with Road America, racing. Um, the fellas and, and company have a little bit of time off here, a little bit of downtime. We see some folks traveling. We see some people like Connor Daly hopping in the booth for SRX this weekend, but we are pretty much at the midway point of the season, but that doesn't stop us here on Speed Street from talking about IndyCar. Uh, as usual, this is Speed Street. I'm Joey Molinero, and with me, as always, is the driver of the number 20 Bit Now ride in the IndyCar series, Connor Daly. How are we doing, brother? I'm good, man. It's um, it's nice to have a couple weeks uh, off, mainly for the crew guys, for sure. Uh, I, I, I And you, you did mention drivers immediately escaping. Rosenquist is in Monaco. Marcus Erickson's in Tulum. That's like, now we're talking. This is These are proper IndyCar vacations right now. we got the Indy 500 champion doing cool stuff on the beach. we got another Swede going to Monaco to avoid taxes. Um, it's it's really a, it's, it's a great thing to see. Yeah, I, I learned over the weekend from uh, Rosenquist's um, radio chatter that they call, they, they call Marcus Tall Swede. So you got Tall Swede and Short Swede. Which that I was like. fascinating, actually. I, I enjoyed that quite a lot. I when I I did my one race in the seven car uh, for the Aero McLaren team in 2019, and I had uh, that same group calling my race, and um, we obviously got taken out in the very first corner. But that, that was a great group to be a part of. I love uh, I love the energy on that uh, on that stand for sure. Yeah, man. So you were just, I mean, you said they, those guys get in the way, but you were just in LA. Was it a little bit of relaxation for you as well? A little bit of fun? What what were we talking? Yeah, I went out to Los Angeles for a couple days of, uh, of an escape from the world. Uh, Road America was, I mean, I, I, I forgot how many weeks in a row um, that we've been kind of going. Uh, and every week we've been on the simulator as well. You know, this week we're kind of back on the simulator uh, again. Um, so it's just been nonstop. And, uh, and then, but that's good. I mean, that's what we sign up for, right? It's, it's, it's been it's been a great, you know, great stretch of a few races. Um, and I think there's been a lot of positive stuff that's been going on. Uh, a lot, you know, some, some difficult things as well in road America, but, um, but yeah, good couple days away. Uh, but now back, you know, back in Indy, uh, for probably a day and then go to the simulator Friday and then head down to Pensacola, Florida for the first uh, round of the SRX racing series. Very nice. Yeah. That's going to be a blast. How, I mean, it is absolutely blazing hot. I mean, just hot as the the devil's butthole here in Indianapolis. So down in Florida, I mean, that's just going to be brutal. It's got to be 120. Yeah, yeah. They've they've told us to prepare for heat, and uh, obviously, I'm going to be in the booth. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, I'll be I'll be commentating on the first uh, the well three of the six SRX races um, on CBS Saturday night prime time, uh, and oh, yeah. I've not not really done that before. Um, but, uh, myself and Alan Bestwick will be, uh, will be up in the booth and, um, you know, did I get my suit dry clean for the first race? Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I do feel like, uh, you know, we did approach the idea of, you know, on our last show about, you know, how casual can we get with it? Um, but I think I'm just going to start with the first one and, and go, you know, 
go real aggressive right out the gate. Go go uh, very formal. Uh, maybe not a tie, but I am going to wear my real nice pants and and button up shirt for make sure the Saturday night primetime audience knows that I mean business. And uh, and we're going to have a great time calling some uh, potentially hilarious competitive motor racing. Are you worried about sweat? Are you worried about being sweaty guy on national TV? Well, I sweat just standing up. I'm I'm a, I'm an Irishman uh, at heart and uh, and in heritage. So I, I don't know if there's any products that people recommend to uh, coat my body in to prevent me looking like a wet mop. Um, but it's it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be real tough to uh, to keep the pits from uh, becoming waterfalls. Uh, it's going to be tough overall to just basically not look like I'm, you know, I've just run 10 marathons. So we'll see. Hopefully hair and makeup can make some magic happen. And there's not too many up close camera shots because I'm going to be sweating like, like crazy, but uh, that's the well, fun of television. The good, the good thing for you. I think you got a couple things working for you. One, you mentioned you're going with a suit jacket. I found that at weddings right in the summer, you wear the suit jacket. It just, it may be hot, but you can't see the sweatiness. You just trap the sweatiness underneath the jacket. That's number one. Number two, you probably have an intro shot with Alan Bestwick at the top of the show when you're feeling fresh, and then they're not really going to come to you much more often. So you sweat it out, my man. You'd be all right. Exactly. I think I think that's the move for sure. Um, we're gonna we're just gonna try our best to not look like a fool and not say dumb stuff on live television. So I'm excited about it. We got a great great group of drivers there for the SRX series this weekend. If you haven't checked it out, um, it's 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 a lot of fun. So. Uh, we'll, we'll probably get into that a little bit later as well, but it's, it's going to be fun this weekend. It's going to keep us busy the next two weekends we have off on the IndyCar side, but I'll be doing two SRX races in a row. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, we're, we're full speed ahead through the summer here. Yeah, no doubt. Um, well, let's get, let's get into road America, man, because so much happened. They're back. You guys are back on the big bird. Um, TV ratings went up. We can get into that a little bit later. Uh, but I, I, right off the bat, kind of our race report here we do each week for, for you and the 20 ride. Um, I, I got to get to your thoughts that you that you put out there on the Internet afterwards. Um, you, you, you did kind of your recap that you typically do. Uh, you said you tweeted, had a strong day going, P18 up to P12, only to get driven into at the final restart. Uh, disappointed in the driving standards today. What goes around comes around. Uh, so I'm just kind of, I kind of want to give you the floor, my man, to explain just what, uh, what, what you were talking about there and, and, you know, the meaning behind it. Well, this is why it's, you know, it's very dangerous for my competitors that I have a podcast because we can really get into it, really get into the, the teeth of the situation. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, aside from the, the contact and the stuff that was going on in the race, I did actually think it was a great race in general. Um, I think there was, there was a great amount of overtaking. There were some really interesting tire wear strategies. Um, you know, road America isn't really a strategy racetrack. It's kind of three stops cut and dry, but with the amount of yellows that happened early on, it gave, you know, yeah. people like Graham and Felix an opportunity to, you know, to make a different strategy work. Um, and you know, the, the, the tire selection deal was, was, was definitely very important as well. Uh, you know, some people were able to make the reds last longer than others. Uh, you know, us included, we, we had a really, really good stint on reds and I was blown away that they were lasting as long as they did. Um, you know, right, right out the, right out the gate at the start, um, Elio decided to just 
basically drive us into the grass and turn five on lap one. And I'm not entirely sure what, what that, why that happened as like, I'm already there and, and technically in the rules, which again, what I've determined after the weekend is the rules are like, mm, suggestions. Yeah. Like unless you get pile driven into the wall, like Will Power did, there's probably nothing that's going to happen, which again, I, I respect that because it's very, very similar to NASCAR. And we obviously know that NASCAR is very successful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Elio kind of, you know, tried to, I tried to send it up the inside of him into five and uh, got driven into the grass, fell back a little bit. But from then on, we kind of kept going forward right after the first restart, got right back past Elio. I was fuming at Elio and I was like, yep, got right past him. I told my guys on the radio, I said, we're never going to see him again this race. And sure enough, it was, it was true. Um, and honestly, we just kind of kept knocking out cars one, one at a time. Uh, we were all the way back in 21st and by, you know, just past halfway, we're up to 11th. Um, and you know, we, we passed Simon, we passed, uh, we passed a bunch of other guys in the pits. We passed Callum had a great, I would say Callum, I and I had a great race. Um, IndyCar put up some of the battle, uh, on a, on a, on a, uh, onboard footage, but onboard footage from my, my camera. Um, and it, it was great to race with Callum. I thought he was as a rookie as well. Like he was one of the most respectful racers out there and it was a good, good, clean, tough racing. And, uh, and yeah, other than that, you know, we saw people kind of, you know, we, we started catching Dixon at times and I was like, well, I think Dixon's pretty good. He's got to be in the top 10. Uh, and sure enough, kind of, we were on the, right on the edge of the top 10. Um, but, but, but before all that as well, when we kind of get into some of the driving standards, as we move forward, there were some accidents, right? We saw Devlin DeFrancesco get into Will Power. But what happened just before that as well was Devlin also drove directly into Jack Harvey right in front of me. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm a little bit still confused. I, I text Jack afterwards. I was like, I know Devlin got penalized for Will, but like he, he also drove into the side of you too. So I, I, I know Devlin is a rookie and he's learning a lot and, and he's with a great team. Uh, I like his engineer. His engineer is one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. Um, but it, you just, there, there's so much more respect. I think you get as a driver from, from finishing these races, from getting in all the laps without, without, you know, just hitting people. And, and I, I just, I saw so much of it and the, and the willpower thing I thought was fantastic, obviously. Right. Cause willpower, what he says on the radio, when he gets emotionally charged, is fantastic. Angry willpower is, is the content that we need in the IndyCar series. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of movement because that was happening right in front of me again. And Will, Will moved a little bit, but realistically, you got you to gotta just, you got to know that that's going to happen. Uh, and so Devlin, I'm sure, is going to learn from that. And I mean, I've, I've known his family a long time, um, but I witnessed a lot of contact. And, and again, what was penalized was only for really sending Will into the wall. So still a little bit confused on, on how all the rules apply. Uh, but there was definitely some contact. A lot of people, you know, rubbing doors, except that we don't have doors. Uh, we had Marcus Erickson driving past his teammate and breaking his suspension along the way, Alex Pillow. I mean, that was... That, that was pretty... Uh, on the internet while it was happening, that was pretty divisive in terms of, you know, what Pillow said, I thought was pretty interesting. And I kind of was like, Oh hell yeah, Pillow. Like we're, we're getting some, some raw, raw, some fire, some passion coming out of there. That's great. 
But then everybody on the internet was kind of like, Marcus didn't do anything wrong. You know, Polo needs to watch the tape again. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, it's exactly the same thing that when, like what I said after the race at Simon, everyone's like, oh, well, you should have protected the inside or whatever. It's like every single person on the internet who is watching the race is not in the car. And I can promise you, if you ever get hit by any driver, you're going to be very angry about it. And I'm sorry, like all these people that come after anyone, like anyone who came after Alex Pillow for being like, oh, hey, like you should probably look at that again, is an idiot. I'm sorry, because like if you're in the car, you're fighting at the front and whether it's your teammate, whether it's your anyone else. And you know what, Marcus, I, I don't I don't disagree with the move. Right. But in the end, it did break his teammates car. Right. It was very last minute. And you know what? This is motor very racing. early too. This is motor racing. We are allowed to do that. But of course you're going to be upset if you're Alex below, because realistically that's a low percentage move. Like it is a low percentage move. And Alex also happened to get unlucky enough to where it did break a piece on the car, which normally these cars are pretty tough and they can take a bit of a hit. Um, but yeah, like you, you can't come after any driver for thinking that that's, you know, like, Oh no, that's actually uh, great racing. It's like, I'm sorry. If, 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 if someone makes contact, if there's no contact, then there's a little bit like, all right, well, let's maybe he shouldn't be as angry. But if there's actual physical contact car to car, same with like Simon and I, I mean, that can be avoided. I, it, it really can. And so every driver is going to be upset that gets hit. It's just because we are so passionate about what we're doing. You know what I mean? This is what we're fighting for. Every position matters. And Alex should have been mad. And I'm glad he was. Um, and, and you know what? That's, what? that's what we need as a series. So it was great to see that type of racing going on. You know, there's a little bit of rubbing doors, rubbing fenders here and there. Um, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. And, and I think that to see that type of racing at that road America, such a great road course. I mean, that's kind of what IndyCar racing, you know, has been for so many years. And that's kind of what I grew up racing, watching as well on television. So I, I, I still haven't watched the race on TV, but I mean, I hope that it played through pretty, pretty well. Seems like everybody, I mean, in the heat of the moment, you know, Plo was calling out Erickson. Uh, Will was definitely ready to have some words, if not more, with Devlin DeFrancesco. Uh, but it seems after a few days of cooling off, uh, you know, I've seen reports from Marshall Pruitt saying that Plo and, and Erickson have kind of made up um, power and DeFrancesco. Will Power tweeted that he, he had a lengthy discussion with uh, Devlin and, and, you know, they're all good and, and that's kind of racing and everything. So I, it does seem to be, uh, you know, amended a little bit for both sides, which, which is good, but I, I did, I thought, I thought as a viewer watching the beginning of that race, which I, <laughs> I had to watch it on my phone from JFK in New York city and then my <laughs> flight got canceled, which that was just a whole nother issue. Uh, but as I'm watching it, you know, I'm having visceral reactions to what's happening and rise. Like, can you, you got to keep it down a little bit. Like we're still in an airport, but I'm having these reactions because I felt like there was a lot of drama. I felt like even though at the beginning it was a lot of yellows and it was kind of a shit show a little bit at the beginning, I was like, at least this is like entertaining. There's shit happening. You know, there's, there's people calling out teammates. There's cars going off the, off the track. Um, so I, 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 I did. I, I don't know if you've gotten to 
or what your thoughts are, you know, kind of on the beginning of that race in terms of all the yellows and not being able to get through greens for the first 10 laps or whatever it was. Um, but as a viewer, I was kind of like, this is uh, this is a lot of action here. I'm cool with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think after the second yellow, uh, my, my strategist kind of came on the radio and he's like, look, I we can see how this day is starting to go. So we just got to keep our nose clean and keep, you know, stay in the fight. And um, and he was right. And obviously, you know, once we do get going and things do start to play out, uh, the racing got a little bit smoother. Things became a little bit clearer. Um, and man, it, it was a fun race to be a part of because when you're when you have the ability to go forward, you know, we had struggled all weekend. Like our, we, we, we struggled for pace, just overall grip. Um, but in the race, we seem to have a decent amount of speed. And when you can go forward, when you can you know, catch people, get runs on people, make passes, pull away, make a pit stop. We had great pit stops all day. You know, the team did a great job. Um, and, you know, that's what makes a, a motor race fun. Like when you catch someone, you do feel like you have an opportunity to pass them. The, the push to pass, you know, you, you we, we run out of that so fast at Road America because <laughs> if you're on push to pass for the entire straight, we only have 200 seconds of it to use for that entire race, right? You can right. use it to attack or defend. And when you're on the straight for almost 15 seconds and you're trying to haul, you know, haul the mail all the way down that straight, when we're doing close to 200 miles an hour on the, on the juice, um, trying to defend or attack, it, it's, it's exciting. And, you know, it's, it's something that I, I truly enjoy, but I'm also very excited to see when Road America gets repaid. Like there was that news that came out. Mm. I think the surface is so old that it makes it quite slippery for us in the race. And I think, um, it, it created a lot of challenges for a lot of different people, but, uh, but in the end it was, a, it, it was, it was a, a great race in general, I think. And even when it was decent weather condition, I mean, because it wasn't too hot or anything. Right. But even with those kind of conditions, it's still slick for you guys. Oh yeah. 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 The, the surface and, and uh, the tires, they were not necessarily agreeing uh, at the highest level, but I think that's just kind of what, what the track's all about. And, you know, we had a really interesting thing that happened to us also that I, I, I think a couple other drivers, you know, ran into. And th this is probably one of the most difficult things as a driver. When you, when you go from one new set of the primary tires, right, to another new set to finish the race, and they handle completely differently. That happened to a couple different drivers, you know, over the weekend. And, and again, it might be the track. It might be, um, you know, it might be the conditions, whatever it is. But that's tough as a driver. You know, a couple of drivers in the warm-up said they all of a sudden put on a set of tires and they were going like way slower and we're not really sure what happened. You know, and every driver's got a conspiracy as to why they were going slower. <laughs> it's just, just modern-day science. But um, but that definitely happened to us on the last stint. And it was, you know, that was part of the reason why Simon and I got into it is because I was kind of hanging on for dear life compared to earlier in the race where we were quite competitive. So. Uh, a real, real difficult situation for us at the end. But again, that's, that's all, I guess, I guess part of the old school road America motor racing. You never know what you might get. Yeah. Have you and Simon talked? Have you talked to him at all? Absolutely not. No, I, I, I have, I, I don't, I don't care um, to talk to Simon anymore. And I wish that I wish that all these articles about like everyone making up this week, why can't we all just stay angry at each other? Like that's, that's part of what it is. Like, I don't care if everyone's now friends again, every driver is going to remember. Will power is going to remember that Devlin yeah. was, was messing around there and there was some contact. Jack Harvey's going to remember that Devlin knocked him out of the way. And for, like, and I, 
Like I see all this, like everyone is going to remember. And I wish everyone wouldn't just be like, Oh, you know what? It's okay. Like, I'm not okay with it. I'm sorry. Like Simon took me out at the Indy GP last year. He drove into me twice at the apex of turn five at the restart after looking at plenty of onboard video after the race weekend too, you know, Plenty of people can go by, go side by side to that corner. I, we watched it happen all race long. They put a whole a whole several different highlights of cars going side by side without having to make contact. And you know what? Sure enough, I tried to defend early on. He went in very very last minute, like Marcus Erickson on Alex Below, and just drove straight into the side of me. And then again at the exit as well, which put me off the track. So. It's, you know, again, not, it did, did it, did it knock us out of the race? No, we lost two positions. So obviously there's going to be no, you know, no penalty issued there because that seems to be the standard of our racing now. And you know what? I, I should I know that? Yes. Should I have put myself in that position? No, but you're, it's kind of hard to really judge when you're, when you're, you know, late on the stint and tires, you're thinking, all right, we're all going to be slowing down here. Everyone's in line. And, you know, a last minute move like that, it's going to go either one of two ways. We can get through there like we're like 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 racing drivers that that can race side by side or you're going to get moved out of the way. So realistically, I absolutely plan on, you know, trying to at least make life very annoying for Simon at some point in a race. You know what I mean? If, if I'm if I find myself side by side with him again, there's no way that I'm going to be in the same mindset the same uh you know the same same outlook on that situation because that's what happens it has to because if you're going to get knocked off you better repay the favor as well in a, you know what and it's not gonna we're not gonna try to wreck anyone but just like that you know what there's gonna be grass somewhere there's gonna be an area where you know what yeah you're not gonna end up side by side with me we need that type of uh, interaction like we need I, I don't know. I, I just, if, if, if it, every position counts, every position counts. And um, if he's willing to, you know, drive into someone to take positions away, well, then we're, we're all going to be willing to do that as well, because that's what happens. And if there are no rules against it, well, then you know what? That's, that's, that's the, there's the show. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, man. I mean, I was, I think everybody was when they, when they heard the, the onboard with Will Power when he wait till I see De Francesco, man. Wait till I see him. We're all like licking our chops, right? I mean, oh, yeah. let's go. Let's get the big googly eye Will Power. Let's get it right there in the pits. We want to see it happen. Um, but yeah, some cooler heads, I guess, are prevailing with them. So I appreciate can you it. Man. Imagine, I mean, I, like, can you imagine if Will Power got out of that car and just went over and socked Devlin De Francesco in the face? I mean, that would have been that would have made Sports Center. You know what I mean? Like Will Power. Yeah. Championship leader gets taken out by a rookie. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, like that, that would have made, I mean, just, I don't know. We obviously probably shouldn't promote fighting, but like it's, <laughs> it is what, it is what draws attention. And like, there's so much that goes into these races. Willpower knows how hard it is to win these races and knows how hard it is to win the championship. And so I, I just, yeah, I, I think that, um, I, I wish people kind of held on to their grudges a little bit and, uh, you know, just built up the storyline a bit more. Why not? Yeah, no, I appreciate your uh, candidness on it. So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody was looking forward to listening to this week, you know, for multiple reasons. But one of them was to hear 
your thoughts and what went down with, with, with Simon and, and the reason behind the words in your tweet and your candidness always prevails, man. I appreciate it. Um, was it, you, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't hit the goals that we wanted to, wasn't a podium, wasn't a checkered flag there for you, but you hit one of your goals this weekend, man. And that was the viewership. You said last week, you want a goal to be at least a million viewers, million plus viewers for each IndyCar race uh, for, for um, you know, the greatest show on wheels, as you said, and the viewership came out yesterday, like it usually does on Tuesday, IndyCar, um, 1.87 million viewers up from 807,000 last year at Road America. So there you go. It was on the Big Bird, 1230, um, and the, the ratings went up big time from last week, especially in Detroit. Yeah, I think it was awesome. Um, and, and, you know, it helps to not go head to head against NASCAR. Uh, definitely, definitely helps in that scenario. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad people tuned in. I think that's a good goal for us to try to get to at least a million, you know, at least a million people checking it out. Um, but there's still, you know, as we talk about, there's still that 1.2 extra million people that watch the NASCAR race later that day. You know what I mean? How do we get to those extra 1.2? Um, because I, 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 I would actually guarantee you that most of the, most of the 1.1 million or whatever who watched the IndyCar race, I guarantee a lot of those people watched the NASCAR race as well. I mean, that's, that's kind of motorsport fans in general. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I, I kind of, I, like, I, I respect that. So we, we just got to figure out those, those extra 1.2 million and maybe try to get them hundred K at a time. Um, but, uh, it was also a great race. So I'm glad that, you know, we had got good viewership, but also a good, a good race for people to enjoy. And, and hopefully now they're like, all right, well, I'm excited for the next one, mid Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was highly entertaining. I know I can't wait for mid Ohio because I'm going to be there. Uh, it's going to be, you know, the first one I've been able to see in person since the 500. It's going to be the last one I'm probably going to be able to get to, uh, before baby boy gets here. So looking forward to that 4th of July weekend. Um, and not only was it just viewership up on Sunday at Road America, but, you know, for, for the different segments we've had where we've had to kind of not doom and gloom, but, you know, it's just been kind of disappointing with some sections of the ratings uh, when it comes to TV viewership. There was this viewership off to the best start since 2017 across NBC Sports uh, for the NTET IndyCar Series, averaging 1.72 million viewers through the opening eight races um, it's the most streamed IndyCar season on record. And then again, Road America averaged 1.11 million viewers. So things are looking up. We had to talk, we had to talk some harsh realities about USA Network and go head to head against NASCAR last weekend. But you look at the overall picture, the overarching picture, things are looking up, which is great. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of positives and and everyone's working towards it. All the drivers, all the teams are, you know, trying to make sure we get the word out there. Um, but it, it's just, it's so hard when you have so many things in this world that can grab your attention, you know, how do we, how do we take, you know, your, how do we take people's eyes for, for an hour at least, or maybe two hours, you know what I mean? It's, um, it's wild with the amount of streaming services that are out there with the amount of, uh, apps and stuff that you can, you can have access to. Um, it's tough to fight for the attention, but, uh, thankfully, you know, we're, I, I think we're, we're doing a great job. NBC does a great job. Uh, you know, the, the next step is obviously get every single race on network NBC. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's one step at a time. So I think we've got a lot of great stuff going. We got a great championship battle. Um, I mean, every race seems to be, you know, throwing some different, 
some different things onto the table. And we had Joseph Newgarden win a million bucks because he's the first guy to win, you know, a street course, a road course, and an oval. That was a really cool bonus um, by People Ready, which is one of uh, Ray Hall's sponsors. A million dollar bonus, half a million to charity, half a million to our uh, our new dad friend uh, Joseph Newgarden. I'm sure his uh, his 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 family is happy about that. Uh, and also, the rest of us are very disappointed that someone took a million dollars at only race eight. So uh, it's a shame <laughs> that he took that opportunity from the rest of us uh, so early. But um, but kind of a cool special side side program there that uh, that that Joseph got into and. There's a lot to be, you know, there's still a lot to be won. There's, there's many trophies to be handed out still, uh, but we're, you know, we're kind of at that halfway point past the halfway point now. And people are really starting to focus in on, on uh, how the, you know, how the championship battle is going to go. And every race we see crazy things happen. So uh, I'm excited to yeah. see you know, whatever happens next. And, and NBC showed a really cool graphic that we posted on, on our, our platforms at speed street pod, Twitter and Instagram, be sure to follow uh, but it was just kind of the 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 live in in live action up and down graphic of the championship points throughout the season throughout the eight races and I mean it's literally just freaking people rising people falling somebody coming in somebody coming out uh, and so when people who are you know newcomers or even buddies of mine or just casual people that I'll you know be at a dinner party with or whatever to talk to me about IndyCar I think that's one of the first things that I would say is look at that graphic and then also. We've had eight races so far in 2022. We've had eight different pole sitters. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's that, that, that's insane. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I think, and there, there there's some wild big movers as well. I think like for a while, Alex Rossi and I were both like way in the back in the championship, and 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 both him and I are like in the top four of the biggest movers in the championship now. And um, you know, he's been on an incredible run. Uh, Alex has performed extremely well um lately and it just goes to show you like if if you if you start rating people early like i had a bunch of people tell me i was a i was like the worst thing ever after two races and then all of a sudden you know now we're i i did an interview with marshall pruitt this morning it's like well it's me roman grosjean colton Herta are the two guys right in front of me in the championship you know what i mean and simon pagina so like those guys apparently are judged as quite good people in the uh community so um, I, uh, I don't feel too bad about where we're at right now and, and we're going to keep getting better. So, um, it, it's, it's, it's been a real interesting start to the year for sure. But, uh, it just goes to show you, if you hit your stride at any point, uh, you can really make some, make up some ground. And, and I think that's what's, you know, that's, it's going to be really interesting to follow. Yeah. And I believe you're only one of four in the series so far this year that has completed every race. Yeah, uh, you've yeah. not had a not a, a DNF on your record, and so again, to your point, you know, driving clean, uh, driving well, hitting your stride, and you know, we look at the championship standings right now as of um, 2022. Uh, Marcus Erickson, obviously the double points, Indy 500 winner, and he's been at the top, even in Detroit. You know, he didn't have a, a terrible hangover race there. Marcus Erickson, Will Power, Joseph Newgarden, Paddle Award, Alex Pillow, your top five, Scott Dixon, Rossi. Rosenquist, McLaughlin, Simon Pagano, 10. And then, like you mentioned, you got Colton Herter, Roman Grosjean, and you. Um, and, and, and you're not separated by, by very much there with, with, with a lot of these guys. So, yeah, I mean, eight races down, nine to go. And uh, really, it's all up for grabs, man. It's going to be exciting as hell down the stretch. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, 
I mean, I'm excited to be racing with the guys that we are out there. And it's, 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 you know, we, we've obviously, the team's done a great job of keeping us on the track, of course. Um, and, and the reliability has been great from Chevrolet. So yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. I mean, if you, you, you always call, you know, we always call Alex below Mr. Consistency as well. And to have him with a DNF at road America, I mean, that's, that's wildly rare for him. I feel like, so, uh, you know, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Joseph Newgarden. I mean, it kind of seems like Joseph Newgarden is going to be the one to beat for the championship right now. I know, I know Marcus, you know, has, is leading the points, but, uh, and Joseph had a tough Indy 500, but it, it seems like Joseph is going to be the guy to beat. Um, and, and how long, how long does Marcus hold on to the, you know, the Indy 500 championship boost? Uh, I mean, clearly he's not doing a bad job. It's not like the Indy 500 was a, you know, a fluke because the guy's out on the podium again in road America uh, he's been fast everywhere. Um, so, you know, do we see a Marcus Erickson, Joseph Newgarden battle all the way to the end? Wow, it's certainly possible. Yeah. Well, we're heading to mid-Ohio next, and last year you had uh, Joseph took the checkered, and then I believe in second was Marcus Erickson. And Marcus was really, really gaining down the stretch. Is one of those kind of, I, if I remember correctly, if, you know, he had an extra handful of laps, four or five laps, uh, Marcus was coming. <coughs> Uh, but Joseph was able to hold on. And so that's where we're going next. And he got two of the top three and the point standings right now who finished the top two in last year's race. So a lot of very exciting things, a lot of very interesting, intriguing storylines. You got youth, you got vets, you got, uh, you know, experience, inexperience up there at the top. It's going to be a blast. Um, let's, let's switch to uh, NASCAR real quick, because like we were talking about, I know me and you both do this a lot. Probably a lot of people listen to us do this, uh, you know, watch the IndyCar race. And then later on, it's like, hey, I want to watch some more racing. And NASCAR was on uh, at Sonoma. And it was pretty cool, man. You got uh, Daniel Suarez getting his first career cup win out there on the West Coast. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was awesome. Uh, the track house team's done such an incredible job. Um, I, Justin Marks is, is, is an incredible dude and obviously has done a great job assembling that group of people. So, uh, I, I was watching the end of that and you just, the way those NASCAR races work out sometimes, like you could tell that Daniel definitely w was in the right position, uh, and, and, and seemed like he had the fastest car. Um, and, and, but, but you know, what will happen? When will the yellows come out? When will someone crash? What, what's, what's going to go on? Um, you know, there are a lot of people making mistakes in the pits too, which is really interesting, but I, I, I was very, I, I think, I love emotional win stories. And I think, you know, a guy like that getting his first win, uh, you know, especially for a, a fairly new team as well uh, is super cool. Um, and you could tell a lot of the other drivers really respected that as well. Uh, but uh, also when you're watching on the last lap and you see AJ Allmendinger spinning into the wall, you're like, Oh my gosh, is this the yellow flag that, that everyone's like, how like, is this going to take it away from him? I guarantee he watches that brace back and he's like, I can't believe that that almost happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, really cool to, to see him get that win. And honestly, like really interesting top three as well. Cause you had Chris Busher, who I wouldn't re have really expected as a road course guy, um, you know, for the Roush team there have a, have, he was looking real strong. And again, Chris Busher, I would not expect to see him as a, you know, road course ace. So, uh, really cool to see that. And then obviously Michael McDowell, Michael McDowell had a great, great race, uh, fellow, fellow pro Mazda champion from the road to Indy. Uh, Michael McDowell, uh, he, you know, he's, he's obviously a great road racer and, uh, yeah, just, just uh, those NASCAR road races always make for an interesting, uh, viewing experience, I think. And I, 
I, I enjoy watching them. Uh, and, and, and it was, it was really just, I mean, to see a new winner is always, I think is always cool. Yeah, man. And, and he had uh, Daniel's amigos up there. He had that whole section. Um, I thought I really enjoyed too when he finally won cross start finish line, took the checkered flag. Um, the, the the show of respect that the different drivers around him had. Uh, you know, you saw uh, Chase Elliott and a few of the other guys kind of give him a little bump and then drive past him and were really – I think Ross Chastain was, you know, leaning out the window, was was congratulating him and everything. So it's like, you know, NASCAR – we always talk about how NASCAR has all of this this drama and, 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 and the beefs and people fighting in the pits and the garages and everything – uh, but then it was kind of cool to see that other side where people just like had this genuine joy and respect for Daniel Suarez getting that first win. Yeah, exactly. And I, and, and I think no matter what, you know, you'd see that, you'd see that in IndyCar as well. If there was a, you know, when there was a first time winner, um, but uh, definitely, definitely enjoyed seeing that. Uh, and I mean, that those new NASCAR cup cars too on the road course, I, I thought it was pretty cool. I thought, I thought there was some good racing that shaped up. Um, I saw a lot of people tweet that it gave a lot of V8 supercar vibes. I'm not sure if you ever watched the V8 supercars yet, Joey, as you're a, a fresh so. race fan, but, uh, the V8 supercar racing series over in, over in Australia, uh, you know, there's, there's, they've got, they've got great racing. And now the NASCAR, the cup cars have the sequential gearbox. Um, it was, uh, you know, it, it definitely reminded me of a, of a V8 supercar race. So it was, uh, it was, it was cool to see. And, um, and yeah, I mean, we had, we had a great weekend of, of racing overall, for sure. Have you, uh, been out to Sonoma? Have you raced there or have you? Yeah, man. IndyCar used to race there back before we, uh, we switched over to Laguna Seca, uh, to okay. finish off the year. Sonoma was, was definitely a challenging place. Cause again, it's kind of one of those old surface tracks. Um, it's a little bit more slippery than you expect, but, uh, but I, I enjoyed racing at Sonoma. Always, always enjoyed driving there. We run a different track configuration to NASCAR. We run uh, the longer circuit. Uh, they kind of cut out a piece of the middle, middle of the track that we would run. Um, but, uh, but yeah, great track, and and it's obviously a great area too because it's wine country. And I mean, wine country is a is a great place. Well, that's what I was about to ask. Did you guys have the same? Because um, I know that Daniel was dumping a whole bunch of red wine on him after he won. Is that? Was that your guys' celebration too? Is that how it went down? I didn't see anyone uh, dumping wine on themselves at the track, but I, I assume afterwards there were many folks from the racing community uh, chugging bottles of wine, as uh, I assume that is customary for the community. It was, yeah, well, that just sprung a memory in my mind. It was nice. I was at Belmont Stakes over the weekend in New York, right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was a very interesting scene out there in Long Island. I mean, everybody just, like, looks and talks like Tony Soprano and his daughter. Uh, so that was very interesting. But then uh, with, with my hookup with America's Best Racing, you know, they had uh, – we were up in the box, and they had just uh, – it was open bar. And so these bartenders would just, like – have glasses of wine on deck to where you can just walk up to the bar, scoop one, and to, to just keep going. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. So yeah, I respect Saturday, that. Yeah, dude. Saturday I was having a great time, which was quickly diminished by Sunday having my flight canceled and being stuck in New York for another day. So, welcome to modern day flying. That's a it's a real it's a real challenge. No matter where you go, I was, I completely <laughs> get it. 
dude, it was crazy. And then like, they didn't refund anybody because they said it was on weather. It was like because of weather. And so they didn't have to do that because they can't control it. And it's, yeah, it was just, a, it was a real shit show, man. I, I'm very much looking forward to mid Ohio for numerous reasons, but the main one is because the last two IndyCar races I've had to watch on my phone. And so I'm, I'm done with that. I'm, I'm ready to get back to the, the good viewing. I love that, man. We're, we're ready to have you back, ready to have everyone back. Um, and, uh, and you know what, in between now and then though, we get to watch a little bit of SRX racing. I don't know if we want to get into that a little bit, but yeah. Uh, so for, you know, for anybody who listens to us, who listens to, you know, uh, anything in dirty Mo, who if somehow, if you're not familiar with SRX racing, kind of want you to give them a little rundown of what to expect this weekend down there. Well, it is basically a championship uh, of six events, uh, prime time Saturday night uh, on uh, short tracks, dirt and pavement, uh, and you, know, you get a lot of champions, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of former uh, race winners all across the board. You got guys like Paul Tracy, Elio Castroneves, Marco Andretti, um, Michael Waltrip, uh, Tony Stewart, uh, Tony Ernie Francis Jr., Tony Kanaan. Yeah, a lot of a lot of really you know, good guys from both the NASCAR scene and the IndyCar scene. Haley uh, Deegan. What? Yeah. Haley and Deegan. Haley Deegan as well. A lot of like a couple young rising stars, a couple local favorites as well. Some of the uh, really talented folks from basically probably that, that, that have these tracks that they're racing at as, as their home tracks. You know, we're going to Pensacola first uh, down in Florida. And then the sec, the second tracks in South Boston, which is Virginia. Apparently I've never been there. Um, but, uh, but really cool championship, great idea, more, more for the entertainment really than necessarily a, uh, you know, a, a career type move. I would say it's, is it, is it really good racing? Yes. But is it purely meant to be an entertainment form? It's meant to lock you in. It's meant to maybe make you laugh a little bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe make you learn a little bit about some of these drivers away from the track also. Um, or just get to enjoy some complete champions battling it out, maybe rubbing doors against each other, spinning each other out, uh, all for, you know, some money. Cause it is, it is, there's money on the line and guess what drivers love money. So, uh, it's, 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 it's a great championship. It'll be uh, Saturday night, uh, on, on CBS, um, I think 7 PM Eastern. So, uh, it'll be a real cool deal. They have two heat races. Uh, basically they, they, they have a random draw for the starting grid. Uh, for the first uh, for the first race, and I believe I heard that Paul Tracy's on the front row for the first heat, uh, so that'll be interesting. He's obviously a, a wild character, um, but uh, but yeah, it should, it should be a great great Saturday night of racing. Uh, if you need something to watch, maybe before you hit the bars, before you hit the streets, or maybe while you're out on the streets at the bars, the SRX uh, racing series will be on, and you get to hear my uh, my voice talking about motorsport and potentially interviewing the drivers while they're on the track. Yeah, man. It's, you know, for people who are new to it or who just haven't given it a shot. I mean, it's, it's like my wife, my wife's favorite racing series. She just, she thinks it's awesome. So entertaining. And I do too. You know, it's a very, what I'm saying by that is that if she's not a diehard sports fan or, you know, diehard race fan at, at that but she's like hey that is super fun i really enjoy watching it i like how they go about it i like how it's saturday nights in the summer and i do too so it's it's quick it's kind of like i would say like the xfl of racing right yeah exactly very much like the xfl of racing. that's a great way to put it and uh i i think 
it, it's all about entertainment. So if you want to, if you want to sit down, have a couple brews, have a couple cocktails with your friends, and uh, and have have a look at some absolute legends. You know, going out there. There's a, there's a couple different drivers every weekend as well. You know, we've even got our boy Joseph Newgarden. He's doing the Nashville race uh, because that's his hometown. Uh, so it's it's a great mix of IndyCar, NASCAR, uh, dirt racing. Uh, really, really talented drivers, and and all all in fairly um, well, supposedly fully equal equipment as well. Which obviously every driver is always down for a good equal competition with equal equipment. But I promise you, at some point, people will. Drivers always want to complain about the equipment, so I'm excited to hear about that as well. Yeah. So is this one? Is this uh, this upcoming weekend being in Pensacola? Is that Hunter Ray's home track? Is he going to be in it this weekend? Hunter Ray, I, I believe Hunter Ray is doing the whole season. I'm not entirely sure. Oh, okay. But, uh, All right. Yeah, Ryan Hunter Ray will be there as well. So your IndyCar fans, obviously Ryan Hunter Ray, IndyCar champion, Indy 500 champion, he's going to be out there battling it with uh, battling it out. Um, and I actually can't wait to see how Ryan does. I think Ryan's very good, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to the car. Who are you most excited to interview while they're in the in their car? I'm honestly so pumped to interview Tony Stewart. I, I, I love Tony Stewart, and I think he's a great guy. I, 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 I happened to uh, get an invite to his bachelor party. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it kind of felt like my like a make-a-wish moment for me. Uh, <laughs> it's like getting on Tony Stewart's uh, private airplane and flying with Marco Andretti uh, out to Las Vegas for a couple days. Um, I believe we told that story on one of the very early episodes of Speed Street. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love Tony's honesty. That's what it's all about, being an honest racing driver. And, um, you know, he's obviously a very creative mind behind, you know, very much so behind the SRX series. Um, and, and, and yeah, I, I would say my most anticipated moment is do I make anyone angry when they're on the track? Right? Like, am I going to lock into someone's radio and be like, Hey, Marco, how'd that move go? You look like you lost some positions there an old buddy and old buddy, buddy's friend over there. And, uh, and then he's like, Hey, I'm in the middle of racing. Can you please shut up? Uh, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited to interact with these folks. Uh, excited to, I actually saw Michael Waltrip at the airport the other day, still not sure if he knows who I am at all. I, I, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but I was like, Hey man, are you doing SRX again? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, well, I'll see you down there. And I think, I don't know if he thought I was just going to be a fan down there or if I'm going to, but I am excited to show up in a suit and be like, Hey Michael, great to see you again. Uh, what do you think about the race this weekend? Oh boy. The surprise he's in for when, uh, yeah, he's like, wait a second. Wasn't that that fell I saw at the airport? <laughs> it's yeah. you interviewing him, man. That's going to be must see TV. Yeah. Tell Marco, if you, uh, get him on the line during the race, tell him that just slip in a, a Camus line. If, if he gets the win, tell him, tell him he's got a bottle of Camus waiting for him. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll get it. He'll appreciate the gesture. Oh yeah. Um, he's a yeah. big wine guy, big wine oh, guy. Yeah. I, I have already locked into the, I guess since it is a weekend off this weekend, I will be flying home with Marco after said SRX race. So that'll be that'll that'll be more where my vacation begins for at least a day and a half or so. There you go. Yeah, that sounds uh, sounds like a hell of a time. So that's the Saturday night starting SRX series. Our guy Connor Daly on the call uh, with Alan Bestwick. It's going to be a blast. You got to be there for it. Uh, before we get into the Ricky Treadway random Indy Five Hundred Driver of the Week, I do have to tell the story about that dream I had the other night. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, tweet, I, <laughs> I tweeted about it, 
And it was honestly, it was such a weird mix of hilariousness, but also I woke up terrified and had to check my bank account immediately because I was like, it was so real. And I was like, I I think this might've actually happened somehow. I was caught in that weird, when your dream is so realistic and you wake up, you're like, hey, can I make sure this didn't happen or it didn't happen really? Uh, So yeah, I was, I, I don't remember how we started it, but you... Rossi, Scott McLaughlin, uh, I couldn't make it, but somehow you finagled me into let me lend you my card for you guys to spend. So you guys go out, you do your thing. In my dream, I wake up the next morning, I check my bank account, and I was like negative (laughs) $6,000. You guys had just absolutely ran up. and, And like I put in the tweet, it wasn't like we were down in Nashville or New York city or LA. This is just downtown Indianapolis. So any of the people who were just like, that seems like light night, man, you got off lucky, blah, blah, blah. $6,000 in one night in downtown Indianapolis. I mean, if you guys are spending all that on booze, you would either have gotten arrested or be dead. <laughs> you know what, Joey, that's an interesting uh, challenge that you pose there, but I, I do believe that Scott McLaughlin, and Alex and I could easily go through six thousand dollars in uh, in Indianapolis. I don't believe we have done that. I believe after the Indy five hundred, uh, there was there was some money spent. I will not say how much. Yeah, I don't think it was that much. But if you were to pose that as a challenge, and and let's say we all had a successful motor race that weekend, I'm sure that we could um, we could run your card out of uh, out of funds because we like to have a great time. Here's the thing, though. The shittiest thing about the dream, you know, once I woke up and realized that it was not real and I wasn't negative $6,000 in my account, I remember it in the dream that, like, you guys, you didn't see the big deal of it. You, like, weren't going to pay me back. And I was oh, like... That doesn't sound like us. I, 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 I'm, a man of, I'm a man of honesty and I'm a man of respect. I would never, ever use someone's card and be like, hey, you know what? Thanks so much. I appreciate your uh, your un- unintended generosity. But it wasn't even like a thanks situation. I, th- I didn't think I got a thanks. I literally just woke up. I hit up all you guys. I was like, guys, $6,000? What the hell? And I think Scott, if I remember correctly, just put on his Aussie charm. It was just like, oh, hey, no, not a big deal, mate. And I was like, no, that is a big deal. Like, I have a son on the way. You need to pay me back. And him and Rossi are both just like, ah. And that was it. Man, we're a bunch of douchebags. Sorry about that. I guess I guess in Dreamland we can't uh, we we can't be respectful. And I I just want to let let the people know that we are respectful partiers and that we we respect each other's uh, possessions. Maybe not our hot tubs. They, I, my hot tub was not very respected, <laughs> but uh, we you know we respect each other's bank accounts. I will say it. it I will. Now that I think about it, and it's like it wasn't so much you. It was definitely mostly Scott and a little bit of Alex that were just not seeing the big deal with just running me that tab and not refunding me at all. It was, it was very scary. It was very um, interesting. And, yeah, I think that once I get the funds to where a point to where I can say, hey, here's a challenge, I would like to see that happen. I would like to see – I'm I'm honestly just glad that even in even in your dream did you expect me to be least likely to spend that much money because the thought process around me is inherently poor 
And, uh, and, but Alex and, you know, driving for Andretti, having a really cool contract. Now McLaren guy and Scott McLaughlin, big Penske guys. I'm glad that in your dreamland, those guys seem more likely to spend the $6,000 than me because that, that does check out. No, you guys were all doing it, but I'm just saying like, I think people forget how much money $6,000 in one night is. That's a lot. Let's say you go to, let's say you had dinner at prime 47, got, Drinks at 1933 Lounge after, and then went to Envy. Let's say you go to three places. You mean to tell me you're going to spend $2,000 at least at each of those places? I mean, look, man, good wine, good steaks, good uh, couple couple of those little uh, fake tiny little electric cars bringing out a couple bottles of tequila. Who knows? You never know what you can get into. <laughs> Do they have those? Is that a real thing, the electric cars? Oh yeah, of course. You're missing out. Just they just bring it out for drivers, or is it for everyone? No, you have you can have whatever you want at the nightclub in Indianapolis. Whatever you want. (laughs) All right, yeah. So that was uh, that was a dream a couple nights ago. Um, All right, let's finish up with uh, the Ricky Tradeway Random Indy 500 Driver of the Week. This is episode 32, so we're we're nearing nearing that full field of 33. And before we get into it, I do have to give a, a thanks and a shout out. We had. I want to say probably close to 10 listeners who either sent to speed street or sent to me, maybe you two uh, people that went in on their own time and went back through all of our shows and listened and wrote down the driver that we picked for each week. And so we have the full field ready to go once we get to 33. So shout out to our listeners, our audience, the, the followers that we have for going through and doing that really, really appreciate it. Jeremiah Morrill, Billy Mack, um, handful of other people that hit me up, but uh, yeah, dude, pretty pretty wild. I was kind of just like throwing it out there. It's like, hey, this would be funny if you did it, and then you actually did it. So shout out to all you guys, man. It's awesome. Absolutely, we, I, I like the uh, I like the support that this is this has got because again, there are several people who you know when we when we mentioned our our last uh, driver, Mister Agabashian or whatever his name was. Um, it was quite interesting to see immediately like his car was driven before the Indy 500, like this year, like they had, and his car was like the first diesel powered pole winner or whatever at the speedway. So I know very, very cool history that I did not know. But again, it's one of those things where like, Oh, you should have known this. I'm like, look, I get it. I'm sorry that I didn't know, but I'm learning. I'm learning. This is the whole point. It's the whole point. Yeah. So let's get car number 32 here. So here we go. We, um, we went to the 1965 uh, Indy 500, uh, which was won by Jim Clark, uh, very legendary racing driver. Uh, and I found a person that I uh, – there's a couple guys in here that I, I would our, – our guy Bill Cheeseburg is in here too. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but this one is uh, – he finished 23rd, Mastin Gregory. Mastin Gregory. Mastin. Uh, and I, I have, I've done the Googleizing on him. Um, born in February 29, 1932, American racing driver. Uh, raced in Formula One between 1957 and 65. Um, and, uh, oh, wow, he was known as the Kansas City Flash, Maston Gregory. Kansas City Flash. I like that nickname a lot, honestly. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty sick, yeah. That's, that's a great nickname. By the way, it makes no sense. This guy's name is Maston, and he's born in Kansas City. Yeah, 
He sounds like he should be like a European king or something. Oh, absolutely. It should be like Jack Harvey's best friend right here. Mastin. Yeah, Jack Jack and Mastin really hang out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Mastin, Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to go to like his later life to see after Formula One. Formula, well, he did Le Mans as well. Looks like he did uh, the Le Mans 24-hour race several, several times, many times. Um, and he did it all. I mean, this guy was Formula yeah. One, Indy 500, Le Mans. I mean, everything. It's a KC Flash right here, man. man he was only 53 when he passed. That's sad. That's pretty early. They should have just called him the Fast Mast. Oh, <laughs> nice. Fast big mass, uh, big like sailing that. reference. Change it to a Jaguar. I'm reading up on our guy here. Yeah, he's only 53 when he passed, man. He died in Italy. Tuscany, well, Italy. That is a darn shame, but I'm sure he uh, he apparently lived a great life. Hey, he's distinct club of motorsport, being only one of 19 drivers to compete in all three legs of the Triple Crown of Motorsport, Indy 500, 24 Hours of Le Mans, and the Monaco Grand Prix. That's pretty cool. That's, uh, that's and, pretty and to have won at least three of – oh, that's the other part. And to have won at least one of those events. So, yeah, this is a freaking racing legend right here. Casey Flash. Nice Kansas pole. City dude. Flash. I like that Aston a lot. Gregory. We definitely, we definitely learned some things here. Oh, and he was a leap, day ba- leap year baby. February oh. 29. There you go. So, he's 53. So, really, he was on – my math is horrible. It's every four <laughs> years, right? So 53 divided by four. What is that? Oh, yeah, this is real 40. good math. Ten, well, 10 times four is 40. 11 is yep, 44. That's... 12 is fit. So he was like, he was only like 11, really. Well, 11 or 12. That's a solid life. That's a solid 11 years. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> All right. Uh, there it is. It's a show for this week. Again, it's uh, midway point of the IndyCar season. Have a couple weeks off here for uh, racing, but. We're going to be back. Uh, we had a show this week. We'll have a show next week. So be sure to follow us, subscribe. I think it's just follow now. I've been saying subscribe, but I think it's just follow our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, of course, courtesy of Dirty Mo Media. Um, follow Connor at uh, Connor Daily 22. Yep, yeah, you nailed it. Connor Daily 22, me at Joey Molinero. Uh, ben, what's your handle? Uh, Neb underscore not law. My name backwards. Uh, ben Walton backwards. There it yeah. is. Nice. Was Creative. was Ben Walton just taken? And oh, to, totally. Yeah, with the Waltons, totally. the whole that whole TV show and everything. Got and the Walmart family. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Follow him. Um, myself at Speed Street Pod, of course, on Instagram and Twitter. Love to interact with you guys as well. And you guys have been really leaving a lot of ratings and reviews. Appreciate those. They mean a lot to us because we're just trying to again grow the street, grow it into a neighborhood, baby. So, uh, for myself, anything else from you, Connor? Uh, just appreciate all the folks again at the races coming up and saying uh, that they listened to the show. Appreciate those folks. Appreciate uh, the whole Dale Jr. download, putting our last episode up on uh, on, on their their channel as well. Their uh, their distribution uh, was was really cool. So if, if you're if you're coming from there, we appreciate uh, appreciate the listenership. Awesome. Yep. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Get ready for Mid Ohio on Speed Street. Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.